Welcome to Vows to Keep Radio with David and Tracy Sellers. The mission of Vows to Keep is to help couples develop a biblically healthy marriage through the application of God's Word and a deeper relationship with Him. They desire to help you and your spouse grow closer to each other and closer to the heart of God's design for your marriage. Now, here's David and Tracy with today's broadcast. Do you ever feel so burned out you don't even want to get out of bed that morning? You've got nothing left to give, and it is literally 7 o'clock in the morning. So burned out. I don't have the energy to even think about what's going to happen today. I don't want to look at the to-do list. It's too overwhelming. Feeling helpless to change anything, Sammy, a young mom of two, no longer feels like she's even got margin to give to her husband's needs. Every time he puts his hands on her, she just cringes and says, I got nothing left to give. Thomas is a middle-aged man, and tell you what, the pressures at work have been wearing on this guy for years. Now, any request his wife makes, he just doesn't have it. In fact, he's hearing the same requests over and over again. It's like she's just turned into a nag, but she actually hasn't. Instead, Thomas is at that age of life where the dead-end job has consumed everything. Even though he knows it's worthless, he's got no drive, not only for that job, but for his wife. He's done with it. He's burned out. He's got nothing left to give, especially considering the drama he's getting from this less than wooing woman. Yeah, it's true. We're burned out as a society. So we're looking for solutions. And really, they seem to be everywhere. They pop up on my computer screen, the books and the planners promising peace and rest and balance. Yeah, sign me up for that. Apps and reminders to organize all the chaos. Social media and blog posts that give me permission to indulge a little, just to not feel so weary from the rush of life. Maybe you can relate, because we all feel really out of control sometimes. We all feel overwhelmed. So we buy the planners, we download the apps that we think will help us manage all of this craziness. Wanting reprieve is actually why podcasts like this one get attention. Sometimes we just want everything to stop. Our lives are busy. You know how it goes. Round and round the mountain every day, just trying to keep up. So if an opportunity to free myself from the burnout catches my eye, I'm going to stop everything I'm doing to chase it down. If you're hungry for rest, feeling wiped out in your life and your marriage, join us today on Vows to Keep Radio as we're going to jump into a series that could be a total game changer for you. We're going to unpack Matthew 11 verses 28 through 30 to truly understand God's design for rest. How do we get there? How? The answer might surprise you in this episode of Vows to Keep Radio, the show where you get sound biblical counsel you can apply immediately to your marriage. We're your hosts, David and Tracy Sellers of Vows to Keep. We're biblical marriage counselors, authors, teachers, podcast hosts, radio hosts, and conference speakers. If you want to get back to being on fire for your spouse and for God, you're in the right place. Maybe you're like me and rest has been the uncatchable bunny for you. It's that certain something magical that happens in between stressful moments every once in a while. I can be lulled into believing, hey, this is finally it. This planner or this book or following this cleaning plan or this household organizer or listening to this podcast every day will give me what I crave so badly. A few days or weeks slips by and you know what? I'm just as weary as I was before. I can take a bath, I can read a good book, I can watch my favorite movie while eating my favorite food that someone else prepared for me, yet I can still walk away from all of that 
not feeling rested or refreshed at all. So what gives? I can't put my finger on it. I feel gypped, so I grasp at something else that promises rest. Because you know what? I tell myself, hey, if I don't get it from me, who else is going to give it to me? If I don't rest, how can I provide for anybody else? We see rest as our servant. It's there to repay me back for all of the energy that I have spent all the time that I have invested. I feel burdened and rest, well, surely it's going to help me offload life's baggage that I am carrying around. Rest is there to give me gas in my tank. Then I'll have enough to tackle the next demand. You know, I can even feel good about it because one of the biggest reasons I need rest is because I need to be able to give my marriage the attention it needs. So what kind of rest do you crave to heal you from the rat race? Was well, it physical rest? Maybe you just want a nap or a good night's sleep. Maybe it's sitting down for 20 minutes without having to get up. Now that would be wonderful. Or it could be rest for your mind, seeking a, a mental field trip to quiet your mind, to silence the whirlwind of thoughts, to throw away the mental checklist just for a season. Maybe it's rest for your heart and soul, an inexplicable peace amid the chaos and crazy. I do crave all those kinds of rest, but I just can't seem to get it. It's just not working. When our son Ross was about a year and a half old, my mom and I took him shopping for a new pair of shoes, one of his first pairs of shoes, actually. So we picked out a couple of pairs on the shoe aisle and he climbed down from the stroller. And there was this one particular set of little cowboy boots that caught my eye. So I helped him slip them on and I stood him up so I could feel how far his toe was from the end of the boot. You know, you've done this with your kids. Now, from all I could tell, these were perfect. I told him, hey, Ross, take a couple steps towards grandma. And this little 18-month-old who had never strung together a complete sentence before this day looked down at his boots and said, they just ain't working, Grandma. You know what, Ross? I completely agree. Neither are all my efforts to catch the bunny. The truth is, I am burned out from trying to capture the rest that I need from being burned out. Let me say that again. I'm burned out from trying to capture the rest I need from being burned out. How ironic. All this time, I wonder, have we been looking at rest wrong? Or maybe it's that we're burned out on the wrong things. What if by making one small shift in just a few areas, we could actually get the rest we crave? Count me in. How about you? I feel like I would seriously shortchange you if we got to the end of this podcast or the end of this series and all you had in your back pocket were just a few words to tickle your rest itch, so to speak. If all you took away was the confirmation of, yeah, this is a serious issue, but you didn't have any real solutions and you just went right back to your crazy life with no lasting change, no practical application to put into practice on a daily basis, that would be a shame. I want this series to be more than that for you and for me. I want to dig into the treasury of scripture and see that things can and should be different. I want us to see together all that God has for us and how things can look different going forward, how we can catch the rabbit. What we're going to cover isn't going to be just a couple of tips and tricks on how to squeeze in a little rest here and a little rest there in our busy lives. Because when I study God's word, I see this topic is near and dear to his heart. He wants us to understand it because we are near and dear to his heart. 
God sees the desperate state that we're in. In Isaiah, he's talking to his people Israel, and you can just see this tender and compassionate heart of a father for them. And he's got the same heart for us. He says, I've engraved you on the palms of my hands. You're always on my mind. And to me, that means he's taking action on our behalf. He doesn't want us to live in a constant state of being burned out. He wants us to know him and he wants to help us to make any necessary changes that are needed. I love that. I need that. I need to hear that because I forget. And so often I feel alone in this struggle, even though I know I'm not. I don't remember that God has designed me for more than just going through the motions, just trudging through the day, hoping for some glimmer of rest where I can recharge again for the next grueling mile of life. So in this series, let's take time together to get into God's word so that we can understand fully more than ever how much God loves us so that we can understand what needs to change in our own hearts and our own lives so that we can live abundantly for him. Let me read to you our key verse for this series, and we're going to revisit it a number of times. I would encourage you to actually memorize it. It's Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, and it says this, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Even in just reading that scripture, knowing that these are God's very words, we can feel a peace wash over us. We can hear it. And I think we're enticed into wanting exactly what Jesus is offering. He wants us to know that peace and rest come from more than just time management or doing something you know, that's brain numbing, like watching TV or playing video games. Yet somehow, rest is elusive. I still feel burned out so much of the time. So why can't I grab onto what Jesus is saying? Why can I read that verse and not be able to walk it out? What prevents us from making this truth our own? Am I missing something? Is this just a pie-in-the-sky concept that some mature Christians attain after years of studying God's Word? In the next few weeks, we're going to break this verse down bit by bit, really working to discover what is Jesus saying. But overarchingly, I hear a sweet invitation. Come to me. Start to solve your weariness by going straight to the source of healing. Jesus is telling us our answer lies with him. Hi, this is Tracy from Vows to Keep Radio. We're asking you to help us become fully funded so Vows to Keep has the financial resources to keep sharing hope with marriages like yours. God is growing this ministry tremendously and the testimonies we hear confirm that God's word does not return void. Right now, we need an additional $6,500 a month. Would you consider becoming a monthly partner with us to build biblically healthy marriages? We're asking 100 families to give $50 a month and 60 families to give $25 a month. Prayerfully make your best gift at vowstokeep.com. All right, let's go back to that verse for a second. Yoke? What in the world was Jesus talking about when he said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me? My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Yoke, you mean like that yellow thing in the egg? No, no, no. Okay, that's yoke, like Y-O-L-K. He's talking about yoke, Y-O-K-E. You've probably seen those old-fashioned harnesses that 
hook two oxen together so they can pull a heavy plow. That's the word picture here. God actually uses it 60 times in the Bible. He's saying, I want you to be yoked. I want you to be hooked to me. But here's the thing, Tracy. You're tired all the time because you're yoked with something else. Now, if you look at the context of Matthew chapter 11, you're going to see that Jesus is helping his followers to see that because of his saving grace that was soon to be a free gift to them, they wouldn't have to labor under the heavy yoke of the law. Paul also talks a lot about this in Galatians chapter 5. Go and read it. He wants us to not come again under a yoke of slavery to the law, trying to earn favor with God by checking off all the boxes. I'm sure it felt very heavy to these people because there were over 600 laws from the Old Testament that they were trying to keep. And if you broke one of them, you were guilty of breaking all of them. Talk about pressure. Thankfully, we know because of what Christ has done for us on the cross that we don't have to do that. We don't have to worry about that. We can live in freedom. We have complete security that we're not under the old law. When we put our faith in Jesus as our Savior, He's the one that bridges the gap between us and God the Father. Our good works do not get us there. We're yoked with Him, and He's already done the heavy lifting. He's done the work, so now we get to work alongside Him in His strength. That's really the definition of the Christian walk, right? Glorious living in His grace. So even though that's my reality, A lot of times I find I pull against him. I wriggle my way out of being yoked to him. I believe lies that tell me joining with something else will be what really satisfies. What's going to bring me true freedom. And that's where I begin to feel burdened again. One of two things happens. I either forget the gospel and I start to try to earn my way to God again, or I'm going to yoke with something else besides Jesus. And life starts to feel heavy. I feel burned out and I reason that All I need is all the rest in all the ways at all the times I can get it and everything will be just fine. This word picture is pretty helpful to me. I hope it is to you as well. Now, I grew up out west, out in Wyoming. I never owned cattle, but I can picture the scene. If I've got an ox who is yoked to a well-matched partner, they can be really effective in the field. Now, the same ox can't be hooked to two yokes at the same time. He can't be matched up With a horse or a donkey at the same time, he's hooked up with this perfect matched oxen. You and I are the same. There's only one yoke for each of us, and we've got to decide who we're partnered with. Will it be Christ, or will it be something that doesn't belong, that's not an equal yoke, now run the show? If it's anything but Jesus, it's actually quite easy to spot. When I feel like I'm going in circles, accomplishing nothing, Or I feel like I'm accomplishing everything and yet still unfulfilled and burned out. Well, there's your sign. I've hooked to something other than Christ. When I start connecting the dots on this concept, I start fidgeting in my seat. I feel that, okay, in order to set things right again, God may soon be asking me to make some changes. And that makes me uncomfortable. That's when I have to remind myself that God's heart is for me. He is my heavenly father who will discipline me. He will mold me to look more like him. And that is for my good. So that's where I've got to get humble. I got to come before God and say, yep, let's take a good look at where changes might need to be made. Are you with me? If you're ready, here's a few suggestions to help discern what or who you may be yoking yourself to and therefore what might be burning you out and stealing your rest. Before anything else, we got to start with prayer. We got to ask God, 
to really show us what's driving our motivations. Who are we trying to please? Where are we trying to get our freedom from? Where are we trying to get our rest from? Because when we ask these kind of questions, he will reveal it to us. He wants us to be yoked to him so badly. He's going to be faithful to show you what's in the way. Next, I would look at your schedule. What do you prioritize? Where do you invest your time? Just as important, I think, is looking at our thought life. What do we think about the most? What's at the forefront of our mind, maybe even first thing in the morning? What motivates us? What are we believing in our heart that moves us to make the choices that we do? You want a really good gut check on this? When something doesn't go your way, big or small, what's your reaction? For example, a friend of mine said when her morning workout gets interrupted, this grump starts grumbling. I love the way she said that. She thinks, doesn't everyone and everything know how important and necessary it is for me to get this workout done or this shower in or drink this cup of coffee? We can look at attitudes like that. We can look at our reaction when things don't go our way and see pretty clearly what is ruling us. Maybe you're thinking, okay, Tracy, well, yeah, but I don't have a choice. My daily routine does not have room for change. This is my life. I'd like to counter that by saying for every choice that we make, there are deeper reasons why we do what we do. There's a root cause for everything. We may think everything on our list is absolutely 100% necessary, but some tasks are really more than that. They're proof of our laboring under a heavy load. God knows us so well. He knows we're going to try to seek freedom and happiness and rest in almost everything but him. Now, how does he know that? Go back to Genesis. Go back and look at Adam and Eve because this has been happening since the beginning of the world. No, God, I don't think I really want that perfect relationship with you. I can hear Adam and Eve chatting back and forth. I think I'd like to be the one to make the decisions from now on. I'd like to be the wise one. I I got this, God. And this goofy choice that they make to believe lies, to think this way, led them to actions that broke the perfect rest God had given them. Now, their sin is classically known to Christians as the fall. Everything in their lives and actually ours was changed as a result of this. The concept of idols in our lives was born in that very moment. Suddenly, God was not the only one they were worshiping. It took a lot of frustration for me to finally see the correlation between what I'm letting rule me, what my idols are, and what's burning me out. What is the yoke that I'm under? You see, I can keep spinning my wheels, going through the motions until I'm ready to throw in the towel, or I can take some time and ask God to help me. Help me to see what I'm yoked to. Now, let me name a few things that are easy to get hitched onto. And you can see if any of them hits a spot with you. The first one being guilt and performance. How about impressing other people? Trying to have the status that's just all that self-improvement. There are others that are in love with material things. They're in love with themselves. Self-preservation, self-indulgence. Others are striving to gain favor with God by doing good works, by people-pleasing. Some work to control others or to control their environment. Others have high expectations, insanely high, which just leads to constant disappointment. Without fail, repeated, unconfessed sin is a terrible thing to be yoked to. Unforgiveness is a terrible thing to be yoked to. 
false substitutes for intimacy in marriage. Huge problem that many men and women are yoked to. No matter what name it has, the principle is the exact same one that we see in the Garden of Eden. When anything becomes the reason why we do what we do, it becomes our master. In Romans 6.16, Paul asks this question, Don't you realize that you have become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. So what's mastering you? What's driving the choices that you make? As we wrap up today on Vows to Keep Radio, I want us to hear that Jesus' words from Matthew 11 still apply to us today. And in this short scripture, we hear an invitation from him, a command and a promise. He says, come to me. There's the invitation. All you who are weary and burdened. Okay, got my hand in the air. That's me. He says, I will give you rest. That's the first promise. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. There's the command. And why should we listen to him? Because he is gentle and humble in heart. And there we have our second promise. We'll find rest for our souls. Next week, as we dig into the scripture more, we'll learn that there's actually two different kinds of rest that Jesus is talking here. He wants us to know today that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. As you start processing this verse more and more this week, I want you to write that down on a card, write it in your phone, hang it up somewhere, put it somewhere where you're going to see it often so you can start memorizing Jesus' words. This is your homework and it is needed and necessary if you're anxious for rest, if you're ready for a change from the burnout that you've been feeling. Here's what I want you to do. Every time you feel burdened and overwhelmed this week, write down what you are doing or thinking in that moment. Then right next to it, I want you to write down one or two words of why you're doing or thinking that particular thing. Let me give you an example of a busy mom on a school morning. She's rushing around feeling weary before the day has really even begun. If you're her, I want you to write down the specific task that feels heavy and ask yourself why you're doing it. Is it for one of the reasons that David just talked about a minute ago? Now your why may not be wrong. You may just need to get those kiddos out the door and that's fine. But there may be a task in there that is burning you out. Are you flying around the house trying to get all the right clothes and braiding your girl's hair so that they look just so when they get to school? If that's the case, then you may be under the yoke of impressing people. Is the morning rushed because you didn't want to get out of bed and now you're behind? Guilty over here. If that's the case, you may be under the yoke of comfort. Are you flustered because you're making a special lunch for each kid? You want to make sure they have the perfect balance of nutrition? If so, you may be under the yoke of control. As the week goes on, make that list longer every time you feel worn out, weary, and burned out. If you're tired this week, sit down, take a nap, take a bath, go to bed early. But first, I want you to ask yourself, what am I worn out from? We'll see you next week right here on Vows to Keep Radio. Vows to Keep is supported by a team which includes biblical coaches, writers, and pastoral advisors. If you have a desire to serve marriages in your community, we would love to hear from you. Vows to Keep is a not-for-profit marriage ministry designed to bring God's encouraging truth to the marriages of our area. 
As a not-for-profit organization, our commitment to Christ-like marriages includes providing much-needed services regardless of a couple's financial ability to offset the cost of vows to keep operations. If you are unable to donate your time or abilities but would like to help support Vows to Keep financially, visit VowsToKeep.com and click on the donate link. Fiction isn't just for entertainment, even though one of my favorite things to do is read a good book. Fiction with a purpose allows you to journey with the characters and come out on the other side changed more into the image of Christ. And that's exactly what I want for you as you read my trilogy, Roots Run Deep. These historical romances are fun and fast-paced, but I also know that as you turn that last page, your heart will be changed because you'll know more deeply your Heavenly Father's heart for you. Go to VowsToKeep.com for all the details. This program is sponsored by Vows to Keep of Zanesfield, Ohio.